I was curious about how to use the Phrygian scale in my playing. I know it can be used over dominant chords for a sus flat nine kind of sound. Ooh, is that correct? Sus flat nine. We'll, right, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that. We'll get to but that. is it useful in other situations? And why is this mode of the major scale useful over dominant chords? Is it because it's a fifth above the minor mode of the major scale and implies a resolution to a minor key? I don't understand any of this, Adam. That's my question to you. <laughs> so are they saying, like, if you have an E7, you can use an E Phrygian? Are you Phrygian kidding me right are now? Are you Phrygian kidding me? <laughs> I mean, you can do that if you want to get thrown out the jam session. Oh, actually, that sounded pretty good. I see what they're saying. Because it's... So, you know, this is actually, this is close to a secret scale that I came up with. I didn't actually come up with it, but. You add in that major third in there as well, no. that Phrygian. Now we're talking. But I don't think you can. And then skip over the fourth or play the fourth? No, play the fourth because if we're doing like a 5-1 to A minor, right? Why you got to give away the A minor though? I'm not giving it away, but but if so, I actually use this scale in my. You like that? Does that sound good to you? <laughs> no, but there are instances like if you have to go like where you're going to need that A if you want to play melodically in the key of A minor, even if you're on a five chord. Would that be a block chord basic? It is in. I, this is why I was using this scale in block chord basics. It's a perfect scale to do block chords with because you can't really use the altered scale. Uh, if you want to like voice some of these melodies to standards, like if you're voicing yeah. softly in a mor as a, mor a morning sunrise, you know, and you're, you can't do that note with the altered scale. You can't do that natural second, right? Right. So you have to have a, a different way to do it. So, but I've never heard of using the Phrygian like this, Phrygian. Uh, and maybe that's my own ignorance here. Have you, Peter, ever heard of using a Phrygian over the, the dominant? No, no. Yeah. But let's talk about some what, some ways to use it, though, because that was kind of the original question. Yeah, yeah. My favorite way to use it is over a three chord. So again, if we're on the E Phrygian, this is like the three in a three, six, two, five. Yeah. This is like it's the most basic C. way to do it. Instead of a Dorian, which sounds great, by the way, Dorian on a three chord sounds great. Right? So if you yeah. have like a three, six, two, five in C, C major is... E minor 7, A7, D minor 7, G7, and then you're to the 1. So that 3 chord, E minor 7, instead of Dorian, which sounds great, by the way, you could use a Phrygian, and then it's like all C, right? Then you're still, you have such a strong C major. A strong C major sound. That's one way to do it. Uh, there's another way that's even hipper, though. Um, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so this is really... this is. I'm going to answer the question with the question. <laughs> this is getting that Phrygian sound, right? <laughs> yeah. Like when you're vamping? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I really kind of hear this... Um, it's a Chick Corea, Kenny Kirkland sound. Totally, yeah. but I kind of hear it as like a... Or conceptualize it as a D Dorian in this case, but basically a whole step down over an E, right? You know, that kind of totally. And if you take what I'm going here, it's kind of just going through the McCoy voicings or the yeah. so what, you know, over D minor, but over an E. With, a, with an E in the bass. Huh? An E in the bass. E in the bass, exactly. Yeah. 
you know, they like what you were doing, I really like that the, to the A7 or A minor, you know, it's a 36251. But you can kind of shift this in. I mean, of course, as a vamp, it's great. It would, sit there for a while but there's instances where you can use this as kind of a bridge or substitution into two five one so it'd be like three then to a g7 and then to a c major so you might be like d minor instead of d minor g7 to c d minor e phrygian g7 to c major that is so crazy hip do that again do that one more time d minor and then e phrygian and then i mean normally i'd actually even add more it'd be like d minor E Phrygian, A flat major, G flat. Makes my fingernails itch. Yeah, it's nice. Well, it's like we always think about substituting, like a tritone or a half step or something, which is fine. But you, a lot of times, substitution, like you can just think about, and not as much as substituting as altering your your harmonic progression based upon things that you would do with the root movement. So you're going from here to here, but you can go. Almost so like let's pick a, some chords for those. It's yeah. a D Dorian over E. So yeah, because you're coming from that, and you might F seven, A flat major, D flat. You know, a lot of places. But you do see you you would see something like E Phrygian Phrygian marked in a chart that was like a modal chart. Yeah, and that's the e sound Phrygian. they want. Exactly. They want and here we'll spell out this voicing because this I think this voicing here is crucial to kind of like uh, what your expectation for the sound is. So yeah. this voicing is F A B. E on top. Right. That's the voicing. If I see E Phrygian, that's the first thing I'm playing. Almost always. Like, I'm setting up the sound with that. Because that is, that rub is what I think is expected. Yeah. And I love it because, you know, unlike, I mean, obviously there's a lot of tension. There's a lot of mystery. There's a lot of, you know, huh? Yeah. Um, but it's also Phrygian, uh, <laughs> right? Of of all the different places we can go that have tension in them that want to resolve somewhere, a Phrygian when it's played in the way you were just doing, and where we're you know talking about sitting on it, is really a stationary thing. It doesn't actually want to go anywhere. That's why I was. A, I mean, yeah, we could talk about the you know resolve, but it's it's not a not like that. It needs to go somewhere else before it wants to go there. So you can sit on it, even though it's got mystery it's more mystery than tension the kind of tension that that's itching to resolve you know what i mean yeah it, it isn't you can sit on it it isn't really itching to resolve it's just kind of angrily sitting there yeah it's tense and it's really typified i think by the It's an E minor, but it's, it's yeah, yeah, it's got yeah. none of that optimism of the yeah. Of, I of don't, the Dorian. yeah, because it doesn't, because to me it lacks that tension. I don't, I don't see it being a great dominant scale, like a dominant chord scale. No, it's not, because yeah. it's a minor. It's minor. It's minor. First yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, I uh, hope that helps. Ask uh, an answer. Ask an answer. <laughs> uh, we got another question from Dan. Dan's, I think, a long time open studio follower uh he says how do you improv over a stagnant sus chord vamp like maiden voyage mm. how do you create voicing movement in the left hand over that stagnant chord yeah you know so i i always think of like stagnant chords i mean susses 
I think that there's at least three different kinds. And as we go through these, we'll probably discover even more. But I think about like, okay, so Maiden Voyage, you got, um, this is what I call like kind of your real happy, optimistic, so, right? Yeah, That's your sparkly. happy, optimistic sus. You know? And, and, and it, it's a major sus. I mean, let's be honest. There's either major or minor suses, right? I know we're not supposed to say that. In the jazz, please. But if you just see D seven sus, I'm thinking it's a it's a it's yeah. a seven sus. Like it's a it's a D seven sus. Exactly, exactly. But the whole point of it is that we're not we're 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 not revealing that, right? We're just we're occasionally revealing it. Uh, now we're not doing that. See, that's what I'm saying though. Right, but but we're also like the dominant. No pun intended. The dominant, uh, <laughs> the dominant major sound to me is actually a whole step below. So you've got D sus, but it's really C major nine. Oh, interesting. Okay, so that's so interesting. You think about it as C major nine. Yeah. Yeah, because those two triads that gives you the resolution. You got C triad, and then you got D triad. But we're doing more C triad than you know. I'm always thinking about. Tri- I'm a basic guy. Can I say I'm a basic guy with basic needs, basic problem? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's really more C. And then you've also got you know, you know, a G triad in there. Of course, yeah. there's that as well. well. What about left hand movement? So when they're talking about like, you could, you could definitely like, just kind of plain. Mm. Planing, yeah. Planing. <laughs> Where you just like if you if you go on like a D dominant scale, right, and you just move the voicing around. That D, yeah, you can definitely do that. But there's also some little there's some little melodic things that can happen that you hear, especially like on Maiden Voyage. I always think of yeah. That between so here I but have that's a, really that's all that's all triad based if you think about it. I mean you know. E triad, D triad, C triad. Yeah, like that's right. the actual sound. I hate of it. it when you're right. You're right. <laughs> well, no, no. It doesn't matter if you think about that or not. But I think that that is. It's such a foundational sound that when we see find this is those so weird because when I think about this and I play Maiden Voyage a lot, when I think about it, I think about it as A minor seven almost, mm-hmm. A minor nine to like A minor seven major, A minor major seven. Like yeah, but that's but but that's just the C major. That's just a variation of the C major. You know, A minor, C major. It's just a different inversion of that jazz arpeggio. But I think that, that, like, which one you go to, I I do hear different, um, almost like uh, little mini progressions within there. So, like, it might be, like, um, even uh, B B minor 7. And you are you are a triad machine on this stuff. That's but it's really like fascinating. Those, yeah. Man. And then I like the ones where you're actually suspending the third, even without the fourth. So over the D and like, you know, to the point of what you were saying about, you know, the voicings in the left hand. If you look at and I'm gonna put it in the right hand just for fun, because it's a melodic thing too, but you got D sus. If you go C F sharp B, like you can you can go up and down from a triad again to the G triad, or even the C major, and like create a little bit of tension and resolution. So when you're whew, that kind of party, and then you got another party now. Oh, you got the F, yeah. 
And there I'm, I'm all like E flat triad, F triad, E flat, C minor, G minor. The real question is on Maiden Voyage is when is the point on that D that you just you just give up and you just go? <laughs> well, we can always call that an homage to Herbie. I mean, how many different places are there? Yeah, so the one one that you should not do is. Well, actually, even that's okay. That's the one I, fr- I started with, the F sharp. Yeah. How come we always get that look out? You know, we always get that. Like, I don't know. You know what? Herbie doesn't do that. You know what Herbie does? It's just like. I know, I know. No, but sometimes he gets that super, like, joyous kind of. He does, he does. Like, he's even surprising himself with some Herbieisms. Um, all right, nice. 